Yo fam, welcome to Let's Go with Nick Pags. This series is intended to empower you to break through your self-limiting beliefs and step into your personal power. You're the only one in your way, so if you're ready to step up and out, this is your show. Let's go. What up, Let's Go fam? Welcome to another episode of Let's Go with Nick Pags. I'm excited today because, number one, we are live on Instagram, so we got people watching with us and hanging out. Um, But what I'm most happy about right now is that the podcast today is about happiness, how to find it, why it's missing. My goal in this podcast is to make you understand why you're cranky or why you're happy and why shit is not shifting in your life. Like, let's get real clear on what's going on, why that is. That's what today is about. So we should do an Exploga podcast. That's true. I'm going to keep reading things that come in on live today, too. Um, So and I should do it shirtless today, but probably not. So (laughs) another day. So again, today's podcast, I'm super excited because this is this is kind of the foundation of the work that I want to do with this podcast. People feeling good, fired up, ready to take on their lives, do the stuff they want to do. That's what we're talking about today. So welcome. Um. First thing I'm going to say is that you you have to want to make a change in your life, right? So if like decision is the first step, you got to make a decision and then the commitment comes in. And when you get committed, that means all in doing whatever it takes, not stopping no matter what. So if you are in a place right now where you're not open to change, you're not willing to like hear Um, different perspectives or you're not willing to like shift your mindset or if you're just not open to change right now this is not the time to listen to this podcast so I invite you to just turn to the next one go to another one because that could just be strict motivation today we're going to get really clear on why um, why you might not be happy and what you can do and what where does happiness come from what creates it And how can we transform this part of our lives? So this is a really exciting one. So if you're not in that space to do that, turn me off. I believe that there are very, very few universal truths. Like there's not a lot of things that apply all the time, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Like there's not a lot of things that are just rules. That's the way it is. Like for everybody, no matter what, as a human being, this is true. Um, There's a lot of like everybody's got their own opinions, but the truth um, in terms of like a universal truth that is always right. I don't know, man. I don't think there's a lot of them. Like you hear a lot of stuff on podcasts or a book or whatever. You heard it from like a really super smart person. And you know, those times when you hear it and like, it doesn't work for you, but a really smart guy told you to do it. So you thought it would. I think I really believe that things only work for you if they work for you which sounds really dumb, but what I'm trying to say is that you're different. Your context is different than mine, right? So there's a lot of advice and information out in the world, but a ton of it's not going to work for you because it's not the context that you have. It's not like a part of your life right now. Um, I'm trying to think of a clean example that makes sense, but just for real, like if I'm talking about hustling, getting up and grinding and like the power of just like dropping what you're doing and going to the next level in your life, like that doesn't necessarily apply when you're a mom who's committed to stay at home and like 
you know what I mean? It's a dumb example, but just know that not everything is universally true. It has to apply to your context. Um, and then your context is what generates your content in your life. So there might be a really good time to hear some of the stuff you've heard on this podcast and other podcasts and read a book. Like sometimes you could read a book. This is a good, this is a good point. You could read a book on a Monday and just be like, that book was dumb. That did not apply. Like I didn't feel it. It it didn't do anything for me. And then you could read it a Monday, seven weeks later, and you could be in a different, different space in your life and just be fired up, like energized, motivated. That's the same book you read before, but your context is different because life has shifted a little bit. Okay. So just know that the stuff like that I put down on this podcast is for you to pick up when the time is right to pick it up. That's what I'm a firm believer in. I'm not trying to tell you that everything I say is universally true. That's just not the case. Mostly because our life is built on perspectives and narratives. Like our life is, is strictly the shit that we see and the story we tell ourselves. Just like mine is different than yours. Yours is different than hers. Hers is different than his. We live a life through our lens, and our lens is our lens. It's nobody else's. It's, it's not anybody else's lens. So when it comes to happiness, so we're going to shift into this, right? When it comes to happiness, if you're not happy, chances are that you're not making progress in your life, or, or you're not choosing to see the progress that you're making. That right there, my friends, is the key to happiness. Now, that's not the end of the podcast. we got a lot of work to do. But just hear me out on this. If, if you are not happy, chances are you're not, there's no progress going on. Because progress creates happiness in our lives. When we're doing something and creating something and getting something more and generating, then that invigorates us. It fires us up. It gets us, it gets us to feel that feeling of worth and, and pride and that you're important right? So check yourself right there. Am I choosing to only see the stuff that I'm not progressing in, number one, or am I truly not progressing anywhere and I've just been stagnant and I'm wondering why I'm not happy? You're bored. Life is not exciting. It cannot be fulfilling when there's no progress. Now, again, progress can look very different for different people. So don't get caught up in what specifically progress looks like. Just get caught up in what it looks like for you. But here's what's interesting, specifically like in our current times, in our lives right now, worth is often reliant on how big of an impact you've made or you think you've made or how successful you are or what you've accomplished, right? That's how we decide worth of people, generally. That's like certainly in the US, the culture is you are a really worthy person if you've made massive impact, if you have crazy success, if you've accomplished a ton. But like, for real, I I think about, because I'm selfish on this, I think about personal trainers. What personal trainers do is prevent, first of all, they can create and generate happiness for people and create deep relationship with their clients. They might be the only relationship that somebody has um, that's that deep in their lives. They shift health so drastically sometimes or support people in doing that that the those people don't end up in the hospital and don't die 10 years earlier and have more time with their kids and when I look at that and what a trainer can offer 
My question is, how is like a personal trainer not a wildly successful, impactful person in the world? Right. But because we see it in a certain way, it's like, nah, they only make 50 grand a year or they um, just are in their local gym. You know, like that, that to me is you, you got to check where you're seeing worth in your life. That's how, that's generally how we look at worth. It's where social media has become so dangerous because we look at everybody's fake lives and we say, that is a worthy person. That person's got it going on. That person's awesome. And you belittle yourself and what you're doing. But like a stay at home mom, is there anything more worth like, then that ha- is more worthwhile than that that job of of literally creating a human being to be what they are if you stay at home mom people look down on that as like oh they don't do anything what do you mean they don't do anything they're not bringing in dough so they're not doing anything they're building a human that could go and change the world and be the next whatever so to me, it's wildly impactful to be a mom or like even you look at someone who's like a caretaker for the elderly who literally does everything to make the person a person's last few days or last few years on the planet something that is comfortable and enjoyable and and loving and exciting and whatever. Like and those people get paid jack shit and people don't care about them. Uh, and I watch like my cousin has Down syndrome and lives in a home and those people who work in the home, you, the stuff that they put up with, but they create such a beautiful life for my cousin Eric, who can't have a life like that because like my family can't spend their whole lives sitting with him and being with him and babysitting him all day because, you know, he's got the the um, mind of like a, a second grader or less. And like, you can't, you can't, you need someone committed to that job and taking care of them, right? You know what I mean? So what, what I'm trying to say is check where worth comes into play in the way you think. That's really important. Um, but I want to show you today how we are in control. You are in control of your own happiness and worth. So I got a question for you. What area of your life right now, if you had to choose one, are you really happy with? Now, you might say if you're really cranky right now and negative, you're like, nowhere, I'm miserable, everything sucks. I want you to try and look a little deeper, even small areas, but look in the different domains, relationships, work, health and wellness, your mindset, uh, whatever, re- your relationship with your spouse, I think I said relationship already. So look in an area of your life where you're pretty happy with how it's going right now. And, and again, it may be hard for certain people, but I challenge you to do so. See if you can find one area where you're pretty, pretty happy with it. And if you got to pause it for a second and take a second and really think about it, I want you to actually envision it and kind of talk it out or write it down. What, what about that area is re- that are you happy with? Talk about that area. Think about it for a second. Right? So, and then when you come back to this, what I want you to think about is, um, how do I say this? Like, happiness in our lives is created when, I talked about we we live lives in narratives, right? It's created when our narratives match what's actually happening in real life. So if you are happy with your body right now, talking about fitness, right? Because that's my thing. If you're really happy with 
excuse me, how your body looks or feels, even if it's not like perfect condition, right? You're not like the sickest shape in the world, but you lost a couple pounds. You've been working out. You've been working with a trainer. You've committed to eating healthier and you're seeing results. So you're pretty happy with where your life is at in that domain right now. The reason why that's the case is because you have a story in your head that says, I should be feeling and looking like this right now in my life. Now, you may be saying, no, I think I should look like Beyonce, and I don't look anything like Beyonce. What's up, Jess Glazer? Um, and I don't look anything like Beyonce, but that, that could be like a beautiful long-term dream, you know what I'm saying? But if you've been working out and like a couple weeks ago or months ago, you were not in the place where you are now and you've gotten to this place and you're proud of the steps you took and you're happy with the progress you're making. So you say, you know, being where I am right now, I'm pretty good with this. This is pretty like, I'm happy with this. You had a story about what that looks like, what okay enough or good enough or good looks like. And you're matching it. That's where your happiness is coming from. This is a really interesting point. It's either close enough or right around there. And, and if it's surpassed it, like if you said you just want to lose 10 pounds and you're 30 pounds lighter than you were a couple weeks ago, then we're talking about being really happy with yourself, feeling really proud, right? That's where we get like joy, like immense joy in our lives is when we far surpass the narratives we've created in our lives. So let me give you a quick example for me. At Ripped, when I was working there, um, I, I had a vision before I was working there. I said to myself when I was like leaving college and I decided I wanted to do fitness, I was like, I want to make six figures as a personal trainer. That's what I want to do. I know it's impossible. I know everybody says I can't, but I saw the, the possibility. I envisioned it. I set that as a goal. It was a narrative in my head that said, in terms of my work life, I will be fulfilled when I make six figures as a personal trainer. Not because it wasn't as much about the money. It was about the fact that making six figures as a personal trainer is double what the national income is for a personal trainer, the average. So I was like, I just want to be way above average. I want to be in the top couple percentile. Like I just, that would be so cool. And I did it, right? So, so my vision of what I saw me being capable of and doing was met. So I was wildly happy when I was working at Ripped. And that was, you know, it was a lot of other things going into play. It wasn't just Ripped as my income. I was training, I was hustling, I was doing other things on the side. And like combined, that's what I created for myself, a really nice income. And that was a goal of mine. So I was happy with it. So I ask you to find an area of your life where you're happy. That's why you're happy because it's meeting what you said it should be, or it's close to, right? And you could say, again, no, I'm supposed to be making a million dollars. Yeah, but like, did you really think you were going to make a million dollars in a year? And then if you didn't do it, if you really actually thought that was happening and you didn't get it, then you're going to be upset. But if you were like, no, I mean, I'm on my way. Like I made, you know, $100,000 this year. That's awesome. I'm really excited about that. That's great. And I'm on my way to that million. Great. Then you're going to feel happy. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you this. What's an area of your life you are not happy with, right? Something, think about it. Dive deep. For some of you listening to this right now, it might be really easy to think about. Um, but what I want you to do is think of an area where 
you're just not cool with it. Nothing clicks. And you can guess what I'm about to say. You've told yourself that that area of your life is supposed to look a certain way and it doesn't look the same way as you thought. So you're not happy. But listen, listen to the trend that's going on here. It's you and your perspective that's creating your happiness or not. Right? So stick with me here. It's really interesting when we look at people and we ask, like, how can they be so happy? They have all these problems. This guy lost his money. You're looking at that person and their happiness through your lens, your perspective. You're seeing someone else and, say, and you're, you're implementing your vision, your viewpoint, your perspective, your lens on their life. And because it doesn't match with what you think happiness looks like, it's crazy to you that they're happy. There are people making $30,000 a year and are happy as a clam. If you didn't know that, that's the truth. There are. And it's not fake. But if you're like me, part of what I find my worth in is like I say to myself, I've committed to like a number I want to make or it's something I've really, you know, been going back and forth with. I, I said I want to make a certain amount. And when I didn't make that amount, I got upset with myself because I know I'm capable of more. So then I look at somebody making 30000 and I say, how, dude, could you possibly be happy? You can't be happy with $30,000 a year. I'm, being, I'm exaggerating a little bit. I never really thought this, but people think this way. But you're looking at that person through your lens of what you think happiness comes from and fulfillment comes from. That guy has the narrative that says, I need to sustain a lifestyle where I can buy clothes, um, you know, just meet my needs with clothing, food, and making sure my family has a roof under their head. And he's doing that. So he's happy. He's met his narrative, right? It's very interesting. Your narratives are very different than the guy who's, who's making that. So he did one of two things, right? And I won't even get it. We're going to talk about that later. So just check that out. Like, look at where your narratives are running, how you look at other people, and how you're looking at yourself, Okay, so this thing that keeps coming up to mind for me when I talk about this topic is um, growing up with privilege. Because I grew up in a very privileged household with phenomenal family, and um, my family was fine financially. I mean, we weren't like billionaires, but we were very fine, very, I grew up very privileged. I was very lucky, and my parents worked their ass off for that. So I always ask myself, Am I at a disadvantage? Because someone like a Gary V, right? If you ever listen to Gary V, he always talks about how screwed you are if you come from money. Like E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher, my main man, I love him to death, like forever just the most impactful human in my life, said, that's a bold statement, but he's one of them. He always says, like, my grind is going to be heavier because of where I came from. Like, I grew up eating out of trash cans, living in abandoned buildings, and I always said to myself, am I really at a disadvantage? Is that the truth? Because I grew up privileged? Like, am I screwed? And this conversation gets really interesting to me because you could look at it many ways. I think you're only as privileged as you see yourself or you're only in a bad position if you see yourself in a bad position, right? So if you're looking at someone like me who grew up with great connections and good people around me and all that, it could come as I saw my parents making X amount of money 
giving this lifestyle, I set that as my narrative. This is what I have to create is making that much money. That's what a man should make. You know, this is me as a young kid. This is what my dad makes. This is what I'm going to make for my, my son, my daughter. This is what I want to do, right? Very kind of immature, naive way of looking at it is like, if dad did it, I'm going to do it that way. So that could go one of two ways. It could be a driving force for me because now I see what's possible, right? That's, that's a blessing to be able to see what's possible. A lot of people growing up in really shitty with a really shitty lifestyle don't even know the possibilities that are there. They think it's just way out of reach. I was able to see it. Not only is it not out of reach, it's going to be mine. Like that's how I thought of it. So that was a privilege. But also at the same time, because it was because I grew up in privilege and didn't have to hustle and grind and fight for everything. At the same time, look, I didn't learn how to hustle and grind like some of the kids, like other people in my life who had to hustle and grind in a different way. So, so you, you may argue that someone from poverty, poverty has the upper hand, right? Who live up with, grew up with like not a good lifestyle growing up, didn't have a lot of money, didn't have connections, you know, family was on welfare, welfare, maybe like whatever it is that you might argue that that person can, because they don't have, they're not jaded by a crazy narrative of, I have to make this much. They could see, Hey man, like I just, I just want to get out of the projects. Like that's my, like I just, I will be happy if I can own a house outside of this area and they get that. And that creates momentum. So they go to the next thing and that creates more momentum. And then they become unstoppable because they just like creating so much momentum in their lives. So look, I mean, I, I think that there's no right or wrong here. I think it's what are you willing to see it as? Again, perspective. And that creates happiness, how you see things and how you respond to things. So in self-help and in like transformational work, which is kind of the area that I sit in in my life that I'm trying to pursue the word that we often use is like breakthrough. How do you break through this stuff? How do you get to truly authentically be happy and just be done with this? Breakthrough really is closing the gap between where you are and where you want to go. Like I'm here and I want to be here. And that bridge is breakthrough. That's where I sit. That's where I love. Like that's my life. I want to sit in people's breakthrough spot in uh, like on that bridge and try and build that bridge for them and help them build that bridge for themselves. That's where my work sits. So this seems pretty simple, right? Oh, if my narrative fits what's going on in my life, I'll just change and I'll be happy. Then I'll just change my narrative to like, I want to make 30 grand this year and then I'll make 30 grand and I'll be happy. Eh, not that easy, right? Because you have true desires and things you really want. But if it is this easy, Nick, why are there people like create like committing suicide and wildly depressed and upset? That level of pain is generated when a person's worth rides on their narratives being true. I want you to sit with that for a second. The, the pain you may be experiencing right now in your life may be because your worth of as a human being is riding on your narratives being true or not, like you meeting those narratives. We create kind of a life identity, right? Like this is the way it should be. And when it's not met, we feel depressed. 
So in all these different domains in our lives, if we have certain stories and they're not being met, we get sad. Now, we, we get to that really deep, scary, um, painful place, I'll say, when life conditions don't allow you to have what you want, which means you feel like you've lost control. So when you feel like you're out of control of getting the stories that you want in your life, the narratives, meeting the narratives you want, that's when we give up and, we, and it's painful. It hurts, right? So th- this, is, this is some serious stuff. This is why people are truly depressed and sad and, can't, and feel like they can't get out of their own funk. It's because they feel like they lost control. So when you're here, what happens is you tend to blame others. You tend, to, you tend to blame events, you tend to blame situations, you tend to blame your teacher, you tend to blame your friend, your spouse, your boss, your job, the government, Donald Trump. We blame everybody and everything else. We don't look at ourselves, right? And there are two choices to create change in your life. The first one is change your narrative. We talked about that. You can, you can change the, the story you have about what needs to be. Or you can change your situation by taking massive action and not stopping till it's done. So let's talk about that changing your narrative, right? Because it's not, I'm not talking about lowering your expectation. If you said you're going to make $100,000, I'm not saying, okay, you know what? Let me just make 30. I'm asking you to look in a different view, like change the lens you're looking at. So for example, uh, what's a good example for this? I don't even, like, just shifting your perspective, the way you look, uh, perfect, my speaking stuff, okay, so I left, I left Ripped to go pursue a full-time speaking thing, I wanted to speak to thousands of people, I wanted to make a lot of money on, in an hourly, like, the money, again, if you, if you know me at this point, you know that money is not my driving force most of the time, it's supporting others, but the idea of making for an hour-long keynote is really enticing to me. I think it's awesome. And I get to change lives. So that's where my head went. And I said, by the time, I'm I'm leaving here at 25, 26. I'm leaving here at 26. By the time I'm 27, 28, I want to be on big-ass stages speaking to big people. So my birthday rolls around. I'm turning 27, and I got smacked in the face. Like, I ran into a wall. And I realized that I had this story of like, I want to speak to millions of people. I want to change the world. I want this to happen, that to happen. When I saw a narrative that when I leave Ripped, I'm going to be speaking every week. People are going to want me on their stages. And guess what? It didn't work like that. It did not happen like that. I got screwed. I got beat up. Not by anybody. That's just what the universe handed me. It was like, yo, you, you're going to get a couple speaking engagements right off the bat. And then, you know, you got to, like, I had to shift. I have a lot of shifting going on right now. I'm making a lot of progress right now, which is why I'm kind of getting out of my funk I've been talking about the past few weeks. But that happened because I had to shift my narrative. I said, if I'm not making this much as a speaker at this age, I wanted to be the young speaker. And I'm missing out on that because 27 came. But because I was so stuck on the idea of being a young speaker, I actually lost the opportunity to be fulfilled and enjoy the process because I was so focused on a bullshit narrative that I told myself I have to keep. What bullshit narratives do you have that you're saying, if it's not this way, it's wrong and I'm not going to be happy until it's this way? Now, you can have drive and passion and commitment, 
But sometimes you may need to shift your perspective on what your narrative should be for your life, what something should look like. Again, not dropping from $100,000 to $30,000, but maybe you start saying, I'm going to commit to growing to $100,000 in time, and I'm going to look at different avenues to do so, like I don't have to do it as a personal trainer. Or I don't have to, like, if your goal is really $100,000, maybe you're so stuck on doing it in the job that you're in, maybe you need to be looking at another job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, just, just look at your life right now and look at what's not making you happy and why it's not making you happy. You told yourself it's supposed to be a certain way and it's not that, not that way, so you're getting heated at it. So the, the biggest secret here that I'll give you today is... Your happiness, it has nothing to do with what you have or don't have, and it has everything to do with the fact that the shit doesn't match it's the way it's supposed to be. I'm going to say that again. Your happiness has literally nothing to do with what you have and what you don't have in your life, but it has everything to do with the fact that your shit doesn't match how you say it should be. So maybe you need to be looking at what you say it should be. Right. What this all comes down to is so just so you like because I want you something tangible to leave with today, like something that you can really think about and take with you and use. What's your underlying desire? When you're talking about that certain area of your life, you say, I want a six pack. What's your underlying desire behind a six pack? You want to feel proud of yourself. You want to feel committed. You want to feel like you've accomplished, you want to feel strong, you want to feel empowered, you want to look really good, you want to be proud of how you look in the mirror, you want to prove somebody wrong, look at the underlying reasons for your narrative being the way it is. Because a lot of times the narrative jades the actual desire. Your actual desire is confidence and empowerment and um, growth, not the six pack. Your your actual desire is to be feeling like people love you and that and that people praise what you've done. And if you get a six pack and post it on Instagram, that's when that'll come. You've made that narrative for yourself. So what I'm saying is, check the desire. Maybe the desire is I want people to um, celebrate me more. Maybe you look at a six-pack as the only way to get people to celebrate you. Maybe there's another way. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying lose the goal. I'm not saying get rid of the goal. I'm just saying sometimes you're screwing up your whole life because you're looking at a narrative as your God rather than your actual desire. So no matter what happens, you are worth more than the moment that you're in. Right? You're, You're worth more than, like, if I didn't, get this six pack. I didn't go to the gym today. I I couldn't make this happen. You're worth more than that. You have the next step. Failing this this is a quote um I forget who said it, but it's awesome. Failing to get your goal gives you your destiny. Which to me is just so freaking awesome because there are a lot of things so far in my life where I screwed up and I didn't get it and then I turn like because I the road was blocked. I had to turn to the right and take the next road, and that road couldn't have been better. 
or I went down that road and it sucked and I learned a lot. Like, for real. Failing to get your goal, sometimes it is the true way to get you to what you're meant to be doing. So if you feel stuck, if you feel locked in, if you feel like you're not going anywhere, you're probably in a space of where you're getting closer to breakthrough. So let that be something that drives you today, right? Sometimes failing to hit your goal can be the best thing that ever happened to you because it might be the only way you could get to the destiny that you truly have. It's what I call universal feedback. That's the universe saying, hey, bud, I know you thought it was supposed to be this way, but I'm just going to be straight with you. I'm only looking out for you. And if you went down that road, that's not where you're supposed to be. Long term, I got you. I'm the universe. I know what's good. I need you to just get screwed over in this situation so that we could take you down the road you're supposed to go. But because you're so stuck and stubborn on your dumbass narrative that it has to be that way, you're not even hearing the universe. You're just deciding this is miserable. It's wrong. When you live with that mentality, you're going to live a very sad and frustrated life. But if you live with the mentality of the universe is giving me feedback right now, and I don't know what it is, but I get to be with it and move forward and find a way to use this, when you live in that space, you will find light in literally any and every situation. It has been the one thing that has kept me going throughout my work stuff in my past few months and my whole life so far. And I was doing this before I started studying doing this because I just had really good parents who taught me that like everything kind of happens for a reason and you can... Um, you know, I don't know if that's something they like totally preach, but that's what I took from a lot of the stuff they taught me. And now I see every situation. And at the time I get heated, I get pissed, I get sad, I get frustrated. Like I'm going through something literally today where I got screwed over by somebody. And I was like, okay, like I could sit here and moan and groan and be angry And my boy said to me, I was talking about it. He's like, nah, you have a right to be pissed. And I said, I'm sure I do. And what's that doing for me? Like this happened because it's leading me to something great next door or two doors down. But without knocking on that door and getting the door slammed in my face, I wouldn't have been able to go to the next door. I would have stayed at that door all day long just saying, I hope somebody opens. I hope somebody opens. I hope this works out. Or if I sat on the porch and cried about it, that I got the door slammed in my face, I wouldn't have realized that two doors down, there was a party that I was supposed to be at. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So you can, listen, I'm not like, you can go live in your story, live in your narrative forever. But let me ask you, how's that working out for you? When you're stuck on your narratives, when you're stuck in your shit about how things are supposed to be, is it working for you? Right? And And the crazy part is, this, this work never stops, right? So everything I just said in the past 35 minutes, I'm not saying that, you know, here's the ticket, go on tomorrow and just change all your narratives and change your stories and shift the way you grind and hustle and do whatever it takes to get there. I'm not saying that that's going to fix everything because every single second, new narratives come up. Every single day, new perspectives, your perspectives shift in some way or another. So we intake, we're intake machines. We take in everything that's going around us and then that generates the context that we have and we put out this lens and that's how we see the world. So this happens every single day, every single moment. You can't just go and like change everything and life is dandy. 
You got to work on it. You got to look at the different areas of your life today and then wake up tomorrow and say, okay, that's why journaling, everybody talks about how big journaling is. I've been doing it every day for the past couple of weeks. It really, and I hate writing. I hate, like, I, I just don't like it. I feel like it's a waste of time a lot of times. It has been so powerful for me because I'm able to dump a lot of bullshit and just get it on paper and see it. And then I'm allowed to, it allows me to just be a little, a little clearer as I go on to my day. So maybe just writing down where your head's at, write it out. See when you're like, making no sense. Um, And what it allowed me to do sometimes, like what I really noticed was I was so hindered by my narrative about leaving ripped and how things were supposed to go when I left there, that a lot of the reason why I'm feeling cranky and sad right now is because I'm stuck on what I said it was supposed to be. And I never shifted that. And the second I shifted my perspective to, I get to just change the world at a pace that works. So what? I get to go at a pace that works. Right now, trying to get on a stage of a couple million people watching me, like, isn't working. So that's okay. And I get to shift it. So here's a good takeaway for the day, and then we'll close it out. There are two powerful G words that can invigorate you, that can kickstart your breakthrough. Two powerful words that can keep you going. These words are growth and giving. Okay, so... If you're growing, if you're doing something, and we talked about this in the beginning, if there's progress in your life, I think we talked about it. Happiness comes from being progressive, always doing something more. Um, And I want to be careful with saying that because I'm not talking about physically doing something more all the time. I'm just talking about progress in your life from one step to the next step. If you're not doing that anywhere in your life, you're going to feel really shitty. If you're doing it in some places, you may be feeling pretty good. If all of your life is constantly growing and improving, your spiritual life, your relationship life, your work life, your whatever, self-help life, if you're, if you're moving steps up in all areas at the same time, you're going to be just overwhelmingly joyful. But if it's not happening at all, you're going to feel stuck, sad, depressed, and even like deeper like pain. You're going to feel it and experience that pain. So growth is super important. Do something small today, my friends, that is a step forward in any direction. Eat a healthy meal. Maybe if you've been eating like shit, a lot of the reasons why we don't start things is because we feel like the task is too big and we see a massive staircase. Just a reminder, if you look down, the first step is only one step. I don't care how big the step is, it's a step. So just get on it. And, and try it. So go have a healthy breakfast tomorrow. That's the first step of your journey and make a decision that that's important and then the commitment comes in, right? And then you start to do it regularly. But start with one. That's how you create growth. And giving always feels good when it's real. Don't do no bullshit and start to like give away old shitty clothes. I literally cleaned out my drawers today my, my, in my room to, to get rid of some clothes I'm not thinking about that as like, oh, man, I feel so good for giving these clothes away. Like, that's not doing it. I'm just cleaning out my drawers, and it feels good to have that. Like, that is more valuable. Yes, it's great that I'm giving something away, but, like, authentically, it wasn't, like, a passionate giving thing. Cleaning out my drawers was was worth more to me because I felt like, okay, I made some really good progress today for me. I don't usually do a lot of cleaning in my space. So to clean out that space and create a little, like, less of a mess awesome. That was really powerful for me. The clothes giving, like somebody might say, I feel so good for giving those clothes away. Do you though? 
because it's your it's your old shit. <laughs> so just recognize like am I really doing things to give? And when I'm giving, like give your time, give your feelings to someone. Text someone and say, I am thinking about you right now and I want you to know I love you and you're amazing. And mean it. And when you do that, it feels really good. Go buy someone a coffee. Not because someone told you to buy someone a coffee, but because it felt good to give something. You earned that $3.50 from working hard and you gave that $3.50 up to get something that you knew would make someone happy and then go give it to them with zero expectation. That's really giving. That's something beautiful. So go give and go grow. And those two things will allow you to kickstart this breakthrough process. We did not get into, let me get very clear. I did not support you in changing your life right now so you could walk away and say, I have broken through all the bad shit and life is good. I did not do that for you today. We talked about what makes us happy and what makes us sad and why that that can create happiness in our lives. Like we got clarity on that. But there's a lot of work in there that like someone like a coach can offer you support in getting clarity on all these things. So don't think you just like figured out the key to life. This is really, to me, the key to life, if you can understand this stuff. But then it's about implementing, which is a whole nother game. So you got some implementing to do, my friends. Knowledge is nothing until it's put to action. Because then you just die with it and it didn't do nothing. So that's, that's my podcast for you today, my friends. I want to thank you for listening. I am very, very animate about keeping this going to offer value. So if this had offered value to you in any way or any other episode has offered value, I ask one favor in return, simply to just give it to somebody. Copy the link and send it to somebody that you think it would be really powerful for. There's a lot of people who need to hear this shit. It's just the truth. There's a lot of people who need to hear it. And when they do it could absolutely change their lives. That's how big some of this stuff is that we're talking about. So don't be selfish with it. I ask, that's it. Just please share it with somebody. And if you really um, are willing and care to, it would mean a a crap ton to me to go rate and subscribe. um, And uh, and what's the thing called? Leave a little message. Review. That's what I meant. I'm tired, man. All right, my friends. Love y'all. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next episode of Let's Go. Yo, fam, I want to acknowledge you today for taking leaps and bounds towards a more epic life. Your support and attention is so greatly appreciated, and I never take it for granted. Thank you so much for listening. I would love if you would continue to be a part of the Nick Packs Fit fam, so make sure you hit that subscribe button, and I'll see y'all on the next episode.